Okay, so let's talk about social media because um, this was this is a big thing for you because I know obviously we talked about you know how you started with the fake commercials and all that mm-hmm. stuff. Now now you're at a different stage where you're like how many how many followers do you have now on Twitter? Uh, almost thirty thousand. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And how when did that sort of shift? Like when was like the first moment you got like a big response on Twitter? And what was it? Was it a particular video or something you? I did. Posted. There was a couple different ones. I think over the summer. I, yeah, I had. I made. I had an account, and so I got verified be- ah. because I was on a show for MTV mm-hmm. um, called Joking Off that you mentioned. It was like a comedy mm-hmm. game show. Again, mm-hmm. nobody watched it. Nobody cared. Mm-hmm. But one of the things was that they were like, "If you guys want to get verified, like send me your license." So he said. So one day I was verified. I was probably the lowest verified person on Twitter. I, th- <laughs> I think I had like 900 or 950 followers for a long time. Uh-huh. Um, then over the summer, I think over the summer is when I started to get one. So there was a um, – there were a bunch of stories about Kawhi Leonard, the basketball player. Mm-hmm. And he's just kind of like kind of a strange guy. He's very mm-hmm. quiet. He's, he's not, you mm-hmm. know, socializing. And yeah. there were all these stories about like – Oh, when he was in college, he was playing pickup game and he was calling himself the board man because he gets a rebound. He's like, board man gets paid, board man gets – and all these stories that made him sound so, like, weird and interesting. Uh-huh. And so one morning, I was pretty hungover and I was like – there was just two big stories that came out about him. And I I just wrote up this, like, fake, very quick story about how he um, – after a team dinner, he, like, went went out with the team and they asked him – if they like what what he's doing, if he wanted to order, and he just pulled out a bunch of apples, and he said apple time, apple time, and then I was like, "Yo, this this story is so weird. Just a screenshot, clearly fake." My I think says comedy writer. It's I didn't say this is from the Boston Globe or anything. Right. I said, and people just it went crazy. It had like I don't know a hundred thousand retweets or something. Like it, oh went, my God. it went nuts. So I got like five. Still, even that all all those retweets. I only got a couple thousand followers, you know. Wow. But it was an interesting thing where it blew up and. Um, Did people write comments gave me, too? Gave or? me anxiety for a while. <laughs> gave you anxiety? Yeah. Why? I was like, should I delete this? My girlfriend, and, uh, wife at the time, was like, "What are you talking about?" She's like, "Isn't this what you want when you tweet?" I'm like, mm-hmm. "I don't know what I want." Oh no. Because it's weird when 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 a tweet gets a certain level, it's like everyone loves it at first. Mm. Then people are telling you why you're wrong, and then it's like you're a moron, and it's like it's. Just, Were you getting a lot of comments like that? Only and by a lot, I mean there was probably I don't know ten or twenty that are like you're an idiot, but out of so many, but still, I you see those and you you know yeah, you start a second guess. I'm a sensitive yeah. boy, so Aww. well, so you th- start to second guess what you're putting out there, especially on Twitter. When I'm like, am I being mean? Am I being am right. I being like lying? And I'm like, it's like no, right? It's clearly a joke. If reporters want to act like this is a real news story, mm-hmm. then you're a bad reporter. I'm sorry. This is like it doesn't say this right. is a fucking real story, right? Uh, so anyway, I got some from that. And then when I was in um, – I was on vacation in September. This past this September. This past September mm-hmm. in uh, – I was in Italy mm, with my nice. wife. It was great. And it was like the anniversary of – someone tweeted – it was the anniversary of Zach and Slater fighting on Saved by the oh, Bell. Yeah. <laughs> but I had a video that I made like right. two months earlier mm-hmm. where I was breaking it down. And it did mm-hmm. okay. It had like 80,000 views or something, mm-hmm. which at the time was amazing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, let me just 
this is funny. Maybe I'll just put it up now. And the second I put it up, it just exploded. Uh-huh. And I was like, when I got on a plane, I landed. There was like alerts, alerts. Like it had like a million and a half wow. uh, views or something. And so from from there, I got a bunch of followers. And I did another video. Um, then I started to feel like, okay, this all this like pop culture stuff is like clicking. Mm. Um, this is the 60-second classics yeah. that you're doing, yeah. And then I did another one where I um, commented on the – uh, like Bill Gates and yeah. those guys, those uh, Windows ninety five right, thing, right. thing, and that was and that, they were dancing, they were like, dancing, yeah. they were just dancing, and, and you're uh, doing like that commentary type so of thing. voiceover commentary yeah. where yeah. it's just like me being myself, yeah. talking, but just adding jokes, right? So it's right. like twofold. It's it's obviously helps. I'm not going to say it's all the jokes because people <clears throat> people like like the oh remember that aspect, mm-hmm. but I think layering it with my own writing mm-hmm. is something that has helped as mm-hmm. well. Um, so and, yeah, those, those kind of three things that yeah. kind of got it. And, and, uh, what's his name? Um, uh, Slater, he, he tweeted you, right? He like, he or did. he liked it or what he did re- he do? He retweeted it. Yeah. But then, I don't want to. And what did he say? He I'll, wrote, he said something. Oh, he said something. he choreographed the fight. That's right. That's yeah. right. Which is which so is random. Funny. That's so funny. Well, I just did a dancer, video. Yeah. Yeah. And he's a wrestler, or he was well, in the show. He was in the show. I don't know how much I don't he know was if really. Real. <laughs> he could have been. He was pretty built. I just know? did a video where I was talking about Steve Urkel playing basketball. Yeah. And Jaleel White retweeted it. He was like, yo, this Wild. is great. So all my childhood idols. Did he write something in the retweet? He said the commentary is fire or something like that. Wow. Like, so you're, hey, hitting, no you're hitting the big time, man. It's funny to send that to agents and be like, yo, uh, can you rep me? Because uh, Jaleel White said he liked my video. Waiting to hear back. <laughs> but that's the thing that we're talking about is like, yeah, there's the, the videos are doing well and stuff, but mm-hmm. how do you translate how do you, that? Right, right. It's definitely led to some opportunities, mm-hmm. which is great. I'm doing, like I said, I'm doing some sports stuff or I'm doing, mm-hmm. um, do start doing some recaps for basketball. Mm-hmm. And I did one for like a TNT show. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just, it's all about trying to find more consistent work. You right. Know? Well, finding, and you found your voice. Gave I think to, it's yeah. somewhere between using. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, using your sports, love of sports, because I know you love sports, mm-hmm. and um, and then the comedy and sort of that's making your unique voice mm-hmm. pop, you know, because no one's doing that. I mean, I've never seen anyone do this 60-second type of thing, you know, not yeah. – right? No one's ever done that, really. I'm sure there's been, like – I'm trying – Maybe, but I'm trying to but do not it in, in my like unique it. way. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So I definitely feel like it's kind of a unique thing, and and yeah, the the sports aspect is fun because there's a million people who do all sorts of stuff with sports, but but mm-hmm. kind of adding my personality into it, it has helped, and I think a lot of places are looking for that. So mm-hmm. it's like, um, yeah, I'm, it's it's been good, and uh, just trying to string back to back gigs together. You yeah, know? Which is, yeah. So it's not I that know. dry period. Right, right, right. What's um. What do you feel like is the reasoning? Obviously, these are great videos, but why do you think they stand out to people? Why do you think that they were, especially, obviously, the 60-second classics are the ones that got you really on the map on mm-hmm. Twitter, correct? Yeah, correct. And um, so what do you think really shift in that? Because you were doing all these other videos, and all of a sudden, this was the thing that hit, and you, and all of a sudden, Twitter was blowing up for you. Yeah, I think it was one like the pop culture element. People mm-hmm. do like to say that remember when, remember this, right. remember that, which I always kind of was like it's a cheap way to be like hey, remember that, but I 
I rationalize it by saying, well, I'm not just saying, remember this. Mm-hmm. I'm not putting up a picture going, remember Zach's hair? Mm-hmm. I'm like actually writing jokes mm-hmm. that could work that, that you don't really need to see the show, mm-hmm. you know? So that's my thing. But then I also think Twitter has kind of blown up in, in the, the DIY mm-hmm. comedy it has blown mm-hmm. up in itself. So people are used to seeing people doing voiceovers on Twitter yeah. or doing uh, front-facing camera things about being mm-hmm. like, hey, this is your bitchy neighbor on Twitter. So right. it's, it's more the, the the barrier of entry is so mm-hmm. low. Mm-hmm. That's what I would like. I don't know. You can just do it mm-hmm. and try out something. Mm-hmm. I think people are more receptive to it now, especially than like, I don't know, eight years ago. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. dude, what are you doing? Yeah. Hire a director. Right. You know? <laughs> Um, and you, I know you had a big shout out from somebody on a sports show, right? Recent, was it recently where they said, oh, you know, Mike Camerlingo did this thing. Well, who was that? I can't remember uh, who that was. So inside the NBA, that was, um, uh, Kenny Smith, Shaquille O'Neal, Charles Barkley. And, um, why can't I? Can't think of the guy. Oh, I can't think of the main host name. I'll think about it in a second. Um, but anyway, so they—that's a thing that they reached out to me, and Ernie Johnson's name. I don't okay. know. Sorry, Ernie. There you I go. pictured there you, you go. in my head. But they saw my videos. The, mm-hmm. the guy who runs that show, mm-hmm. and he DM'd me on Twitter, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Hey, do you want to have a phone call?" And they wanted me to do. It was their thirtieth anniversary of that show, so he wanted me to do a sixty-second recap. Of oh, that. wow. So I, I made one, and then I just thought they'd put it on or something. Uh-huh. And then the, that was the intro. The intro they gave me was him like telling people that he loved my Karate Kid recap, yeah, and like go to my stuff. So it was it, it was, was really a big cool. plug. I mean, he said my I name really very correctly. You. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that, how do people usually say your name? People, they usually put um, well if they mispronounce it, they'll put an R in front of the M. They'll say Carmelingo. <laughs> Which I think is kind of not, like you know, ca- karma. I don't know. The easiest part's the beginning. <laughs> Cam. Chameleon. Cam, you know? Cam. <laughs> that was what people called me in college. Cam. 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 Hmm. So. Like, uh, what's the movie? Uh, Ferris Bueller. Cameron. Oh, yeah. Cameron. 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 Um, little side note there. But that must have felt really good to hear that yourself cool. out there and, and by these, obviously, people that you admire and Yeah, that was, that was awesome. That was a big one where people were like, whoa, like my phone was blowing up a little bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was cool. It's it's like you said. It's like the the validation mm. as you go. That's the stuff mm-hmm. you're like. Well, I think I'm onto something right here. Um, but do you we'll feel see. like you know? I mean, how do you, because you're making connections? Do you you know? Is that something that you're you know, you feel like is a connection that you could use, you know, since they've already uh, had you uh, do something for them. I mean, how do you, again, I think you're, it seems like you're, it's a work in progress, but, you know, how do those connections, those long-term connections, and, and you're working with Matt Silvestri, mm-hmm. and that obviously um, came out of a job, yeah. you know, and that you've maintained that relationship. How important is are those connections, and do you maintain them? You know, do you have a lot that you maintain? I think you should try to. I should be better at doing it. Um, <laughs> but those, the TNT one is is something that came back around because we did that, and they, they were happy with the video, and mm-hmm. they were like, let's stay in touch. Yeah. And I kind of was like, yeah, all right. Like, I, I could do another video, mm-hmm. but, you know, the first one wasn't um, – it was good, but it wasn't uh, – um, I don't know. I didn't know if it was going to be like a thing that could reoccur for that show. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then they uh, ended up reaching back out like two months later. And they're so they're going to do a new show on Tuesday nights. And they were like, you should do your recaps like a weekly thing for us. Yeah. So that was something where like just I mean, I guess that doesn't answer your question because they, <laughs> they stayed in touch with me. But 
the amount of times like I don't know where you've either met somebody at an audition. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I met Brendan Fitzgibbons at an audition. Oh, really? And we, because we would always go out as like the dumb <laughs> white guy neighbor who didn't know like what pizza was, right? You know, so we would always be like, "Hey, dude, you." And he was doing a stand-up show uh-huh. uh, at Lucky Jack's in the Lower East Side. Uh-huh. He was like hosting that for so long, and we kind of made a connection, and yeah, we just kind of followed up and. Uh, the amount of times that we've ever worked on something together mm-hmm. is small, mm-hmm. but through that, I've met like some of his friends. Right, and he's met people I know. Right, so I I don't even know what the question was. I'm well, rambling, like how? But... No, it's okay. Um, like you know, as far as connections, like yeah, I mean, yes, you're Brendan is definitely one, but I'm... like some of the directors or producers or people that you've made in maybe some of the bigger, mm-hmm. you know, like ESPN and and True TV, like you know, um, how important has that been for you to like? you know, maintain your pool of, like, it's a version of networking. I yeah. mean, you're getting a gig and then you move on to the next. Like, do, you know, how how important is that to you uh, to maintain those connections? And has that have they paid off, you yeah, know? I think when you're freelancing, and that's mm-hmm. basically what you are if you're an actor or a yeah. writer, you're a freelancer. Yeah. You have to keep up with people, mm-hmm. even if it doesn't – even if you don't think it's paying off because um, the thing that I struggle with is – I've, I'm like, I feel like I'm bothering people and that kind of mm. thing. But mm-hmm. you got to remember that no one gives a shit. Right. No one's thinking about mm-hmm. you. You think you're, you think people are like, oh, I hope Mike doesn't email mm-hmm. me today. Like no one, <laughs> no one's thinking about you. So that's something that yeah. I struggle with. But I do, I follow up and it has led to, you know, I'm trying to think of a, uh, a specific example. Oh, so I was, I got on this show. I, I, so I'm working on Joking Off, mm-hmm. which is that I met, um, this uh, friend of mine, Julia, she was working on this show on True TV. Mm-hmm. She introduced me. Mm-hmm. It was like this three-week thing. Mm-hmm. It was fine. Uh, then Julia went to go on and work on another show. I stayed in touch with an ex-person on this show. Mm-hmm. And in six months, I sent them an email. They're like, actually, you want to come work on this show? Mm-hmm. So it's like, you. it is that thing of right. like following up. Hey, right. how's it going? Mm-hmm. I don't know if you're uh, looking for a writer or a producer, but mm-hmm. I'm looking for something for whatever. Right. You know. And do you like, you know, do you find that um, it's not enough for you just to say, um, I'm looking for something, but to have something fresh and new to show them, you know, that you've yeah. uh, I think shot? It, and... I think it probably depends who the, who the person is. Right. And, and, uh, but I do like to send along my, like, mm-hmm. newest things, especially since I'm right. always making videos. Mm-hmm. It's a great, like, point of entry to say, mm-hmm. hey, hope you're doing well. There's a new thing I made. Mm-hmm. Hope, thought you'd like it. Like, let me know if you are doing X or whatever. Mm-hmm. Sometimes much, it works. Yeah. How much do you use your Twitter, like, you know, uh, that that being that – you know, you're having success with that. Mm-hmm. You know, do you kind of use it to pitch yourself or, you know, how does that work for yeah, you? Yeah, it's an interesting question that I'm trying to figure out right. because it's like all this stuff is getting this like pop culture stuff. But yeah. I also have all this other stuff mm-hmm. that I'm like, I created, like I said, 12 beers. 12 beers, yeah. Um, I just put that up recently. I was like, hey, this is like a series if anybody mm-hmm. wants to watch it mm-hmm. or fucking buy it or, right. do it or hire me to write something. You know, mm-hmm. try to do it in a way where I don't come off like a... Like I'm begging for work right. or something, but I always, you know, you're always like, oh, I don't want to do this or that. But mm-hmm. then you see somebody with who you think is doing really well with mm-hmm. a lot more things. So like, hey, I'm out of work. I'm doing. And you're like, well, if they can do it, mm-hmm. then I can do it. Mm-hmm. It's it's like a weird. Oh, I don't need to put yourself out there, kind yeah. of thing. But you yeah. should do it. I should do it more. Mm-hmm. But so I'm, I am trying to figure out how to translate a lot of that mm-hmm. into and not care like what's. You know, just put it you out there. You know when I put out a video, like I put up a video 
And then if I try to like get it going again, mm-hmm. it's the same video. I'm like, well, I already put this up. Like, like retweet or be like, hey, mm-hmm. let's share this again. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, people are gonna like no. But it's like I follow these accounts and they tweet out the same stupid ass video. <laughs> Like, these are, like, big accounts. So it's, like, right. if they can do this, right. they're obviously doing it for a reason. Mm-hmm. Because Twitter is weird. If you're not on at that time, mm-hmm. you're probably not going to see it unless it really blows right. up. Like, if you – if something's on Tuesday and you sign into Twitter on Wednesday night, you missed it unless mm-hmm. it's huge. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, bringing something back isn't crazy. Right. And also you have to be, like, always posting, right? right. I mean, isn't that part of it is that – you know, because uh, then people lose interest. Oh, he's not posting anymore. Do you yeah. feel the pressure to post and create news? I stuff? wish I didn't post as much. Actually, <laughs> I think the uh, you lose followers the more you post. I think really right? no, just initially. Okay. That always happens on my Instagram account on uh, sixty second classics. <laughs> I'll put up a video and I'll lose like three three followers right away. I'm like, oh, they were just reminded that they don't want to follow me anymore. <laughs> it's great. It's great. I, I don't know. It's. Um, some people post a ton. And yeah. I'm like, How do you do that? Right. But the thing is, that my posts are almost all video, so mm-hmm. I don't do a lot of like jokes on there. Right. Do, right. So I do post a couple times a week, but it's almost all video. Right. Right. So I don't know. And um, right. Let's talk about twelve beers. Yeah. And yeah. What, tell me, like, what? I mean, I've seen it, but tell everybody, yeah, um, listening, uh, what it's about and how you came up with the idea. Twelve beers is a web series. Oh, there's only six episodes, but there's supposed to be twelve. Mm-hmm. But you did, you know, you do it yourself. Uh, it's an episode <laughs> of a. Uh, it's a series based on based on a. Do you edit this thing? All right, I'm like, <laughs> Jesus Christ! You don't have no. You don't have to. Twelve beers is a series about a couple okay. that once a year they sit down and they try to decide if they're going to continue dating. Right. And in that night, they drink twelve beers, and each beer. They talk about something different, and they f- flash back, and we see that thing. Uh-huh. So each beer is an episode. Mm-hmm. I pitched it as a TV show where, like, there'd be 12 episodes in a season. Right. So first first beer, they're talking about the character's night terrors, which I mentioned, mm-hmm. based on me. <laughs> but she's like, you know, they're like, oh, well, so there's a little bit of the beginning where they're in the apartment. And then for the whole rest of the episode, you're living in the world in the past year where right. they're showing the night terrors and stuff. <laughs> The night terrors are so funny. Yeah, there's that's wild, man. Yeah, it's a, it's, uh, it's and they're thing. like just bizarre night terrors. It's like yeah. you're seeing things and well, right? that's that's like I mean I don't know how deep you want to go, but that's like comes from a real place. Like mm-hmm. I would always ever since I was like 15, I would have I have some mm. version of night terrors, and my dad's always like, "You'll grow out of it," and I haven't <laughs> grown out of it yet. You know what? I've been experiencing that lately. Really? Like now I'm like living on the first floor yeah. in Queens, and I'm single. Yeah. You know, and I've been having those moments of like, did I hear something? Yeah. You know, like freaking all, out. All you know, deep seated anxiety. Oh God, yeah, yeah, for sure. I'll jump up in the middle of the night and be like. I was trying to pull down a light like a couple months ago. I was trying to pull, <laughs> yeah. but I'm awake. Like my eyes are open, but I think I have to do something. Uh-huh. It's very strange. Yeah, very strange. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I kind of so I wrote that as a, um, I, I wrote it as a one episode thing. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'll just write one episode. Mm-hmm. I'll film it. I'll make it look really nice. Mm-hmm. I actually hired a DP, wow. got a sound person. This is big for me. This is th- this know? was the first time you did something like that. Hired a a, a real crew. <laughs> Pretty much on my own, aside from like the ESPN stuff, right? But yeah, on my own, where mm-hmm. I'd be like, um, well, I Bucksport first, but mm-hmm. I used the same crew, so I knew okay. these guys. Uh huh. But this is the first one I was kind of like directing on my own. And oh stuff. wow! So 
we shot that. It was like four minutes, I think, with first episode. It was it looked great. I was very mm -hmm. happy with it. Um, I kind of sent it around, tried to get some mm -hmm. publicity about like, hey, check out this episode. Mm -hmm. I think it got written up in Decider. Okay. Which was great. It was cool. And um and then I wrote I had a half hour script. Mm -hmm. And I my whole goal was to get people to be like, this is a really cool series. Uh -huh. Either we'll hire you as a writer or like you should, you know, maybe somebody will buy it. Mm -hmm. You know, w nothing happened. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, let's make the series. Like mm -hmm. I'll make the series and show more. Because people are like, oh, I want to see how this plays out. Right. Like, well, you know, if you give me money, I will show you how it plays <laughs> out. So I was like, fine, I'll make the rest of it. But I didn't have a ton of cash. So I was like, I can make the whole series. You know, I'll make it six episodes. Okay. Just to kind of see the arc mm -hmm. of these characters and you kind of get what it is. Well, what was your budget on it? Do you remember? I mean, no more than a couple grand. Okay. It was the first episode we shot and then uh, at once. And then the next ep uh, next five episodes we shot probably over a weekend. Okay. Um. Or two. I'm and it was just the, you and one other person, me, right? Um, my friend Emily. Mm-hmm. Who has played your wife. Emily Crone, yeah. And uh, and then a couple other of my comedian friends mm -hmm. were scattered around. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, it was it was a couple grand. And then, again, I had a six-episode thing. Mm -hmm. And I entered into the New York TV Festival. Got right. into that, which was great. I got some meetings out of it. Mm -hmm. People really seem to like the idea and like the script, but mm -hmm. and that was the second time you were in that festival. Mm -hmm. What kind of um, value do you feel like that has for you? Like you got meetings out of it, you know. What did it help you that you had already been in the you I know think festival? The second time, which I don't think the New York TV Festival is even a thing anymore. Yeah, I, I don't think, think so done, either. Yeah, which is a bummer because everybody involved in that was super nice. But I think 2018, the second time I was in it, mm -hmm. I was much more. Um, kind of um i knew what to expect i yeah. knew that like i got meetings the first time too mm -hmm. but i was a little more like hope this guy buys it hope right. this person buys right. it and the second time i'm like look no one's gonna buy this hmm. they're gonna sit down for two seconds they're hmm. gonna talk to you about it and then mm -hmm. they're gonna go what else do you have hmm. what else do you have which every development person i've ever worked with uh have ever met said what else do you have mm. and i'm like well i have the thing that i brought you and the <laughs> thing that you said you liked <laughs> But, so that's a little tip. Whenever you meet with anybody in development, just have like three ideas. Right, right. Even if you make them up, just be like, I have this thing about a bear who who's water skiing. They'll love that shit. <laughs> now, had you you hadn't had the sixty second classics yet at no, that time. No. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, but also at that festival, we did have Hey Danielle. Okay. Um, which was as part of some like True TV thing. Mm -hmm. So we got, we pitched, we talked to people at True TV. I don't mm -hmm. know how much of a pitch it was. Mm -hmm. It was pretty informal. Um, do but, you research like what people are looking for? Do you watch, you know, stuff to, so that you can market towards that? You know, that's kind of almost like the back way of doing it. It's like, oh, do I write and create stuff based on what I see, you know, there? their um genre is or what mm -hmm. their uh you know what they could potentially be interested in yeah that's probably a smart thing to do <laughs> look at me giving you career advice <laughs> but but then you risk the thing of becoming like not as authentic as, true i think you just got to do the thing that you do best mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. you, and i think before your pitch you can kind of figure out like oh they do shows 
that are in take place in the big city or right. in the Midwest or right. whatever. You should know about the place you're pitching to. Mm-hmm. But I think to make it super specific, especially to one place mm-hmm. before you bring it around, isn't the way I would do it. Mm-hmm. Again, a guy mm-hmm. who sold no TV shows. <laughs> but um, but hey, you got but like you said, you got to do you, you know, or else you're not authentic. You're not. I mean, because then maybe you're having this in your head while you're doing it. It's like, oh, I'm doing this for this, you know. Uh, network or whatever yeah and i i remember i think it was a book or an interview or someone was like don't you shouldn't go in and pitch and like give them stats on their network like you mm, shouldn't be right. like you know 34 percent of your people <laughs> like this so that's why i'm gonna it's, it's like so just p- pitch a creative thing i guess right right but, that makes sense but it does it does also to your point you shouldn't pitch you know, sixty second classics to uh, the Hallmark Channel. It's not right. going to. It's not the thing, right? Unless it's like sixty second classics can, of the Hallmark Channel. You can morph Channel. it into you anything. Could totally, I would like to see that. I think so. I think that might be oh. something I would. I would definitely watch that because I'm a Hallmark person. I like Hallmark movies. Like I like the Christmas stuff, but even though I'm, I'm Jewish, you can like I, Christmas movies. I know, movies. but like they have nothing to do with they Christmas. Do, They're so I dumb. know, but I want them to do some some uh, Jewish holidays, which I they did a little. They did. A tiny bit of one incorporated into the, one of the Christmas ones. So, oh yeah, they would never get rid yeah. of a Christmas episode. Yeah. Of the Hallmark. Yeah. I, I stumbled upon uh, the Up Network, which I'm pretty sure is short for uplifting. And uh, <laughs> I haven't heard of it's, this. Oh my god, it's like the Hallmark Channel, but worse but better. Okay? <laughs> it's both those things. It's so weird and bad and awesome. So I think it'd be so that. awesome find to that. like do a sixty second class. No, I should find a, a cheesy movie. The problem oh is God, though, there's you, so many. <laughs> maybe I can just talk about a scene or something. Yeah, yeah, or the, combine them all. Like I compare know, the two of one. them. Like two, 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 uh, two shows. Like let's see which I ones are like. <laughs> they're all the same. But they're great. See, I love the formula. I know. You know, because I feel good after. It works. It does work. It makes me feel good. Yeah. I watch them with my mom, and oh, we just sit there and predict what's going to happen. Yeah. And it just makes you feel good that nothing bad is going to happen, <laughs> you know? Um, so, okay. So, um, obviously, I mean, this is pretty, like, we've said this a little bit. But there are, obviously, there are times when you're not working and it's not, like, 24-7. You know, are there any, like, low points where you feel like, I don't want to do this anymore? Maybe not now, but maybe, like, when oh, you first I'm started. Still now. Today, yeah? I was like, uh, what am I doing here? Like, what's... <laughs> Because it's tough when you're going – when you're freelancing, mm-hmm. even though I have – like I have a couple – I have a gig lined up and then a thing that might – there's so many things that might happen. Right. That's another tough right. thing. That's why – yeah. So when you're just kind of waiting around or being like, oh, this thing starts next week and mm-hmm. it's going to go for a little bit and then mm-hmm. I don't know what. So many low points. I, I think my my big complaint is always like, ah, I – I just need something steady. Like, yeah. I just want, like, a steady job. I hear you. I hear you. Know? you. I hear you. I don't know. <laughs> maybe the maybe uh, I'm in the wrong business for sure. <laughs> but you would never. This is your thing. This is what I know. I'd probably calling. get it and be miserable or something. Well, but don't I you think, feel like you're hitting something, like, just at the point that you're at now? When, when it, Do you look back and say, like, okay, I got from here to here. I'm uh, here to here. And now I'm here, you know? And do you see, like, do you ever – did you ever do that? Like, kind of look back and and you know allow that to sort of fill you up in some way, you know, to motivate yeah, you a little bit. I mean, you definitely like. I just I always feel like I should be further along. I'm sure everybody feels oh, like sure. that. Yeah. So even though I've had some some good success with this, I'm like, I'm still. It still doesn't mean I'm. I have a bunch of jobs lined mm-hmm. up. Like I have one thing that I have lined up mm-hmm. for a couple of weeks, and then I'm like. 
you know? Mm -hmm. So if I, I think about it, that's kind of a hole where I get in where I'm like, I should be making more money than mm -hmm. this. I should be right. doing this right, right now. I should be having this by now. Mm -hmm. But if you look back and it's like, yeah, at this point last year, if you said you'd be doing these videos for this person, mm -hmm. and this for this, mm -hmm. you, you would have taken that, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, and that's, I mean, and even though it was just, it was like a year ago, it still was like this longevity of you starting with the fake commercials and hitting yeah. that on Twitter and sort of shifting into that. It's just been such a long time. It's you know? a long time. And I don't even feel like it's like, I'm starting to get some recognition, which is good, but it's, yeah. uh, you know. It's not an overnight thing. fighting for those paychecks. For you sure. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it still feels like it's uh, very much of an uphill battle. Yeah, I so. hear it. I hear you. But there are, but uh, I think, you know, that's that's me being like, oh, on the low the low end. I mean, there are definitely uh, positives to, mm -hmm. to getting into the arts as well. Mm -hmm. I hear you. I hear you. Um, so... Uh, I'm just going to ask you one more thing about collaborating and, and, and maybe like even mentors that have given you advice, like, you know, um, let, let's talk about collaborating a little more because I see, you know, you work with some of the same people. Mm -hmm. um, you know, what do you think makes a good collaborator? I think sharing, I guess, the same vision for mm -hmm. a project, especially, and then also being able to be super honest with each other and mm -hmm. not passive aggressive i hate passive aggressiveness especially <laughs> like when you're shooting something uh -huh. it doesn't mean you should be a dick to somebody but yeah you know you should share the same so when i worked with these small crew um on bucksport for life which mm -hmm. is a pilot i shot in 2016 that i co-wrote with my friend james we had a dp a sound guy and a couple actors and, mm -hmm. and we were acting too and we all knew what we had to do we all knew what was funny about the script mm -hmm. we all knew if somebody need, wanted like a punch up or someone needed a line or something, mm -hmm. we were all fine with someone being like, hey, say this. Even though I, I co-wrote it, me mm -hmm. and James co-wrote it. If someone's like, hey, you should actually say this line. I'd be like, yes, that is better. Mm. I don't care that I said because my name's on the project. Like, right. It's going to say Mike Ryder no matter if you said it or I, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I want you to say the better thing. Mm -hmm. So I think like that, not being territorial over mm -hmm. stuff mm -hmm. um, is good. I, I I don't like working with people when they're like, well, this is my thing and this is your thing. Mm -hmm. Obviously, you got to stand up for yourself right. and don't be a pushover. But right. if you like trust who you're working with and um, feel like you have the same vision for the thing, it it's, makes mm -hmm. it so much easier, mm -hmm. which I wish I'd, I probably should collaborate with people more. Um, but the things I'm doing now, I'm just – Mm -hmm. One man band. Well, you it, are you know? a one man band. No, I, I, I love that. I, I love know. you know. I feel like a weird loner though. You know <laughs> what I mean? <laughs> we'll have to hang out more. <laughs> I know. I got. Um, so, um, is there any like advice that really has stuck with you, and that you kind of keep in your mind as you're going through all this? You know, anything that people like, whoever, like your parents or anyone that said like, wow, you know, you know, th that really stuck with me, or that's something that I think about all the time. Um, something I've been thinking about recently when i start to get down and when i start to be like oh i just wish someone would just like hire me to do this full time or this mm -hmm. i heard somebody and i forget who it was and it was a pretty famous person mm -hmm. and they're like this is just a series of gigs mm. it's like some gigs are good mm -hmm. and some gigs are bad sure and some are short and some are longs, but this this career is just a series of gigs. Mm. So it's like if you look at it like that, mm -hmm. it for me it really helps because there's no like one. Look, there are people who made it, like there are like you know people who star in movies made it, mm -hmm. but most people 
are just going gig to gig. Even right. the people that you want to be, the right. people who are writing for TV shows, the people who are doing you know parts and things here and there, mm-hmm. they're anxious about their next thing. Mm-hmm. Like they don't. Mm-hmm. So I, I think about that. I'm like, most people doing some kind of creative creative work. Ninety nine percent of them mm-hmm. are just going gig to gig to gig. Right. And if you can deal with that mentally mm-hmm. then it's it's a lot easier right if that's not then that's what i would say to someone who's like should i get into this i would right. be like can you deal with going gig to gig to gig right. to gig to gig right can and you accept that and if they're like yeah. that sounds miserable i would say one you're right and two <laughs> then you shouldn't do this <laughs> but that's always kind of stuck with me yeah. yeah 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 well it's the truth of the reality of yeah. what this is it's not like a lot of people think you know they they may look at you and say well wow yeah, that was an overnight it. you're crushing it i'm like well and i mean that actually brendan said that he's, yeah, he's crushing, so crushing it on it. twitter you know he's so positive <laughs> he's very positive yeah. but you know some people may look at you and be like wow that was that was like an overnight thing right. like that happened how did that happen yeah. you know and really it's it's that's not the case right. you know um it's it's an effort yes yeah on on all fronts yeah. and wh- what does your wife think of all this like what does she do she's in too deep at this point oh I mean, no because <laughs> now you got her I on the camera she's, she's like you gotta make it now dude you gotta do something she works as a uh, supervisor for at a center with kids with autism oh wow yeah nice. so she's not oh, not doing comedy at okay. all. But she is – I actually like that. I mean some people may enjoy being in a creative relationship. Mm. But I, I actually like being with someone who's not. But but she is a great person to – she's not a writer, but she's a great like mm-hmm. editor. She'll mm. she'll be like, I'll show her a video or tell her a line or do her something. I'll be like, does this right. work? And she'll be like, no, it doesn't work. She's, like, very, she's very blunt. Good. Very good. Yeah. Um, I always give her shit. I'm like, you don't really think I'm that funny, do you? She's like, I think you're funny. <laughs> But if she says something's funny, I know it's funny, and I think that's good. That's great that you could have like that. I see sometimes I see couples, and they're like, they're just you know. I'm like, what are you guys doing? Like, (laughs) give some tough love to each other, you know? They're like high fiving each other and shit. I'm like, good lord. This was so awesome to talk to you. I feel like this was like necessary, necessary, because we haven't seen each other in so long and I haven't caught up with you in in forever. So it was a a nice sort of way, twofold, to to catch up. Um, So a couple things to promote for Mike. Uh, If you want to... catch a lot of his uh, videos that we talked about it's Mike his website is MikeCamerlengo.com and he's on Twitter at MCamerlengo right and then uh, on Instagram you could follow his 60 second classics the videos we've been talking about where he um, quickly gives a summary very quickly I can't believe how quick you do it I I want to take a breath for you are you speeding those up I'm like no seriously that's a true gift I can't even tell you like I talk fast but that's like you know it's like gone and Gone in 60 seconds. I know. I got, people keep saying, like, you got to do Gone in 60 seconds in 60 seconds. Well, do you like that movie? Because you said you I only know. have to I do I got to go back and love. watch it. I have to go back and watch yeah. it. Yeah. Which would be a, a fun watch, I think. That would be a fun yeah. watch. So his um, Instagram is uh, 60 Second Classics. And and you could also watch 12 Beers on your website, yep. right? Yeah. Um, and then um, you're, what else? Did I miss anything else? No, that was no? great. All good, man. And 
awesome. I can't wait to talk to you again. Thank you for having for me. For the next the next year, like yes. maybe or in a couple months to see what else you're up if to. If you're ever casting a Snickers commercial, <laughs> please call me in. You know I will. I'll, I'll do I, it. I, I got to have you in just to like, will, you know, uh, laugh, laugh at you. I'll come back. I'm taking a uh, temporary break, but I'll come From back. From auditioning, yeah. It was, I was. It's a tough I thing. I wasn't in the right, uh, we can talk off mic. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. We, we can talk about that. That's a, that's a whole thing. Yeah. Um, Awesome. So great to see you. Thank you. Thank and you for having me. Good luck with everything. Thank I'm you. I'm right there behind you. You know I Thank am. Thank you. I know. Cheering you You've on. You've been very supportive oh, yeah. since the, the first time since you called me in, in 2008, probably. That's right. Oh, God. I know. Was, was it that long ago? It was a while ago. Oh, geez. Wow. Maybe 2009. I don't know. Something like that. Yeah. We're young at heart. I know. <laughs> Just kidding. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. 